I'm here with the lovely Kathleen Kingsbury, and um, I just I'm really curious, kind of um, about your path and your journey and how you've come to where you are today. And you mentioned to me before that earlier in your career you started in more of a financial banking space, and now you're a world traveling, renowned author. <laughs> and so I'm just curious how you kind of moved along along towards that. It, thank you for asking. It was definitely a crooked journey, but one that makes sense. And if I had to kind of, if I had to think about one aspect of that's kind of the line through the whole journey was following my passion. And when I graduated from college, I graduated as a finance major. I was passionate about banking, um, but I was more passionate about people than finance and ended up on the auditing side of the industry. And when you're an auditor, it's not about the people, it's about the numbers and it's about the regulations. So uh, I ended up taking some courses in psychology and getting really much more interested in how people work and analyzing people as opposed Mm -hmm. to financial books. And eventually decided to switch careers into the world of psychology. And while I loved that for about 15 years, I started to really miss the business side. Mm -hmm. So my company, KBK Wealth Connection, is really the connection between the two of everything that I love about psychology, everything that I love about finance, and blending the two together. And I think the reason that I'm successful and I get to do what I do, and I'm lucky to do what I do, is because Mm -hmm. it comes from the heart and I'm really passionate about it. So that's how I got here. That's wonderful to hear. That's really awesome. I'm curious when you, you're mixing your interests with like the business side of things and the people side of things, money is a really, really hard thing for a lot of people to talk about. How do you get them to kind of be in a, in a space where they can open up to you about kind of what their needs are and, and, and you can advise them from there? One of my superpowers, <laughs> and I don't know how I developed this, so I think I was born with it, is people love to share stuff with me. That's true. And I've been so, there. <laughs> yeah. And so I find that because I think it's because I'm open, I tend to be a sharer myself, that people tend to let down their guard mm-hmm. and share with me. I also would like to think that having listened to a lot of people and facilitated a lot of conversations, whether that's you know at a speaking event or whether that's one-on-one or in small groups, that I've developed an ability to not be judgmental about what they're saying. And mm-hmm. so I create a safe space. And so when it comes to talking about money, What's interesting is in my family, we talked about money a fair amount compared to other families, but we didn't talk about feelings. So really, my work is about the emotional aspect of money. So being able to say, hey, this isn't just about dollars and cents. This is also how you feel about money, how you think about money. And so that blend between both what I think is probably my business side and also my counselor side, I think, is is where I have a skill in order to help people talk about a taboo topic. And you know me well enough to know I like I like being naughty and talking about taboo things. That's very true. <laughs> but you are so are. I can speak from experience. You're you're very easy. It kind of feels like when you're having a conversation, like you're you are very open and receptive. So it's very easy to talk to you about Aww, about many you. different things. Um, I'm curious in your in your journey and in with breaking money silence and and every and money myths and everything like that. What do you find is the the number one? And it can be from a business standpoint or an emotional standpoint misconception that people have when they're talking about money. Tough question. <laughs> it is a tough question, but it's a good question. Um, I believe the the thing that most people that trips most people up is they feel like they have to know everything about how money works mm-hmm. in order to talk about it. And the truth of the matter is, there is no person out there that knows everything about money or does it perfectly. And mm-hmm. so I think if we were to talk about it more, we'd realize, wow. 
that person doesn't know that much about money or, mm-hmm. hey, they made a mistake. I mean, I certainly have made mistakes and they learn from it mm-hmm. as opposed to this pressure to think, oh, Emily knows about money. Roger no, knows about doesn't. money. <laughs> 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 and that somehow that makes us think everybody else has got it figured out. So I have to be quiet about it. Oh. I think that's the biggest roadblock. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think it's it's really interesting to hear about that from like a millennial perspective, honestly, because we're taught in traditional education, we're taught very little about money and how to deal with it. And I found myself, um, you know, as a 26 year old person struggling sometimes to figure out how to be a little bit more wise about it. You know, do you come across that a lot with you know, younger, younger people that you speak with? I actually think it's across the generations. It's just mm-hmm. what we don't talk about may shift and change. And with millennials uh, to stereotype a bit. That's okay. (laughs) Your generation, which is the largest generation, does talk much more openly about many previously taboo topics. Mm. So I think that makes it different. But for some reason, money's still one that really trips people up. Uh, So it's hopefully that will go away with the the next generation. We can talk about it. We're just not responsible with it. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's a natural. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, thank you. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't, you well, you know me, I'm honest. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I 